Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we used to go through 101 movies to see before you die, but now we talk comic books, TV shows, and everything in between. As always, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. And I'm Nick. And Kat, do you want to elaborate a bit more about what we do here? Um... Well, like Jacob said, we used to watch movies that someone had put on a list that they thought we should see before we die, and then we watched all of them. So now and, we know, can we're die? Not dead yet. So, well, we're allowed to die say, now. We're allowed to die yeah. now, but we're not dead yet, so we're going to keep watching stuff and talking about it because we like doing this each yeah. week. gives us something to strive for every day. <laughs> um, day, well, yes. okay. Yeah. So this week we thought we'd mix it up because obviously it's Halloween in a few days. So we thought we would talk through, you know, our favourite horror movies and maybe some of our least favourite horror movies to get in kind of, you know, that bit of a Halloween spirit. Um, so Kat, I'm going to throw to you first because you told me and Nick leading up to this that you're not really a big horror movie person and you didn't have that many. So why don't you like horror movies? I just, I don't like, like, I can watch supernatural stuff on, t- like, TV shows. Like, yeah. I love Supernatural, the TV series. I love all the freaky shit they do with Riverdale. But, like, when it comes to, like, The Exorcist or, like, Saw or anything, like, actually, like, within the traditional horror genre, I just freak out and I can't watch it. Like, the closest I get to, I think I told you guys this, the closest I get to watching a horror movie is Silence of the Lambs and that's more like psychological thriller than well, horror. So that, that, yeah, it would fit more into like a thriller, which I suppose looking at like horror and thriller is there's two different ways of like thriller. You kind of got more suspenseful psychological like mm. drama or, you know, motive behind the story. Whereas horror, you're looking at more like gore and that supernatural Element. I mean, you can have supernatural thrillers, yeah. obviously, but there's kind of two distinct, I mean, categories between it, I guess. Yeah. And I don't like the horror part, so, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess that isn't really a, a scary, quote-unquote, part of Silence of the Lambs no. to, like, the end, I guess. Like, it's more stressful than... Yeah, it's like, more there's no like jump the scares. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, like, it's a yeah. psychological drama rather mm. than yeah. a suspenseful, you know, who's going to get murdered next or what's the demon going to do to, you know, to the family next yeah. sort of thing. And yeah. I suppose horror kind of has developed over the last, I suppose you could say 60 odd years really of when it kind of first impacted onto our screens. And in that time, there is obviously some very iconic movies, I guess you could say. But, would you class, sorry, would you class yeah. Psycho as a horror? Um, I probably would. Because I've seen that. I, and I, mean, I for the time, that. anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I'd yeah, say people saw thriller. it at the time yeah. and screams like, yeah. It's classified as a horror slash thriller, so that is one from our list that is technically a horror movie. That was 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. Is the birds technically a horror movie? Well, that's all going on next. That is a thriller horror. <laughs> Speaking of the birds, they're coming for whoever that was yeah. in the background. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> see you later. Um, you're gone. Um, 
but yeah, the birds, I suppose you could say, it's 1963 is very early days horror. Um, very cheap effects, but obviously it's 1963, so you can't do much when you're trying to have killer birds. And I think it is something that I would like to dedicate a whole episode to in the future. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I suppose, it is my favourite of Hitchcock's works. But it kind of, it's it's in a time of like that monster movie, I suppose you could say. Of those, like, you know, it's the, like the tradition, like the, you know, the giant ant or the giant spiders coming to get you of that kind of yeah. era of Hollywood. Yeah. Where it's more like the physicality of the horror rather than yeah. the supernatural of it. And you've got, you know, your woman in distress and, you know. It's it's very much the the scream. I suppose you could say scream scream queen. We've got like tarantula and them and all these weird movies from the late fifties and early sixties. You know, but so it really has birds in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to shut my window Next now that the attack. bird segment is over. Um. <laughs> But in, in more recent years, I suppose there's been a real rise in the horror movie genre, I suppose, in the last 10 or 15 years. and it's Especially really, with all the reboots. Yeah, and a lot of old franchises have been rebooted, but a lot of there's been a lot of new sort of stuff coming out as well. Like you've got A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2. You've got Hereditary, Get Out, Don't Breathe. You know, it was rebooted to a massive success Halloween's just come back and we've got, you know, one in cinemas at the moment. We've got Halloween Kills following on, you know, that franchise. And I suppose it's a genre that kind of really kicked off with, I suppose, and I say genre, the slasher genre is kind of what rebirthed or created what is now modern horror movies. And that kind of kicked off with the original Halloween on its low budget, lack of gore. Like there's, there's, you know, people getting stabbed, but there's no blood. There's no massive amounts of carnage. It's just people getting stabbed. Yeah, we we have the DVD or Blu-ray. It's rated R. Mm. Because, yeah. but how weird's that? Like yeah. for the time, sure, but like that's nothing. Well, it, it that movie itself kind of kicked off so many other filmmakers to kind of what's the word like be inspired by it like let's do something like that let's make the slasher film because Halloween opened in a couple of cinemas and it took four years to really get going because it was self-released it wasn't a studio no studio would take it and they Mm. slowly got it more and more traction and it took a couple of years to really become big and then another little movie came along. And could anyone guess what movie was inspired by Halloween? Was it Friday the 13th? Was it? I don't know. I, yes. I, that's usually what I... That's the that's the series I associate. After, well, I was going to say Nightmare on Elm Street, but that's very different. I guess the... Um, I know. Uh, Friday the 13th is probably the extreme version of what Halloween is, I think. Well, mm. I haven't seen what Halloween became before it got rebooted, but it's very over the top, like super gory kills, a lot of sex, a lot of like, mm. 
Yeah, like the dolls just turned up on Halloween, essentially. When did that, um, when did Friday the 13th come out? The original? The 80s, I think? I think it's late. 1980 was the original. Oh, yeah. So only two years after the original Halloween then. So they saw, Mm. like, the filmmakers saw Halloween and went, we want to do that. But because of the success that Halloween had had by that time, in that two years after it initially came out, Friday the 13th opened in a thousand cinemas in its opening weekend across the United States. Halloween had opened in one for its first screening. Oh, wow. Right? So Halloween kind of kicked off this, and it was it was in cinemas for years in its first run, and like John Carpenter kind of started off this movement, and everyone's fine. And then you know it gets to Friday the Thirteenth, and you have like there's like thirteen of them or twelve of them or something. There's heaps, yeah, of those so movies. Many. And Halloween there is as well, but now we've got a rebooted sequel franchise that's like oh. One and two count, but the rest don't. And then, yeah, which is kind of becoming more of a modern trope with yeah, rebooting some like, franchise. Like, oh, we'll do a direct sequel I, I to even... the first two, but the timeline change, so the rest of them don't. Yeah, count. It's, it's it's more like a sort of like a do-over. I wouldn't mm. even call it a, like a reboot because it's just taking most of the time a lot of the same actors, and they're just being like, "Oh, we fucked it up. Let's do it again." And I think I, I, think I don't it's... know. It's really the only genre that lends itself to that in a way mm. that audiences aren't really, like, disgruntled, you know? Like, yeah. it's just kind of, like, I couldn't see someone doing that with, I don't know, like, what's a movie that came out recently that had a sequel and then they were like, oh, well, we fucked um, that up. Like, let's... They, like, they it's do not... it, uh, they've done it heaps lately and I'm just trying to remember, like, what else? Uh, uh, I guess I it like... started with X-Men. Like, because they yeah. did the time yeah. travel thing, and then from then they were like, but, but now, even then, like, that goes now they just the do it. Yeah, yeah. Now they just say, like, they don't. There's not even a plot reason for it. It's just, oh no, this is just another one. Like, we're just doing it. Yeah. We're taking the ones that people like. And it's sort of like, it's it's like, oh, let's just call it the same thing as the first one. Mm. Yeah. Like. We've got, like, in terms of the Halloween movies, you've obviously got the original Halloween from 1978, then you've got Halloween 2 in 1981. You've got Halloween 3 in 82, 4 in 88, 5 in 89, 6 in 95, 7 in 98, and 8 in 2002. Right? So there's eight films there. (laughs) Then, in 2007, you have... The re- Rob Zombie reboot of Halloween. Right? Is that in 2007? Yeah. And then in 2009, yeah. you have Rob Zombie's rebooted Halloween 2. Right? Then in 2018, we have the rebooted slash threequel to Halloween 2 in Halloween 2018, which then a couple of weeks ago we had released was Halloween Kills, which in terms of the story is Halloween 4, but also Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. There's also Halloween 9 in terms of like the John Carpenter story, but it's also Halloween 4 in terms of the story. And then next so, year we get Halloween Ends. So with this new, with these new Halloweens, yep. Hall- Halloween 2018 is Halloween 2, yes? It's Halloween 3. 
Oh, what? So, so it what's... follows on from the events of Halloween Two. What's Halloween Two about? Um, it pretty much directly follows Halloween One. Right. I was I was under the impression they were just like they like that was Halloween Two, but I mean. No, so it's yeah. Because Halloween. Halloween. Because I know there was one of them. In one of the early ones, they like make her and um, Michael Myers. Brother and sister. Three and season of yeah. the witch. Yeah, where everything goes weird. Yeah, I think it's right before that. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got obviously like four's the return of Michael Myers, and five's the revenge of Michael Myers, and six is the curse of Michael Myers, and then there's H20, which is 20 years later. But one and two are written by John Carpenter, and the first one's directed by him. And then these new ones follow on from those two originals. And that's kind of where it follows. So essentially, you've got Halloween 1 and 2, and then the new 3, 4, and 5. Then you could also watch 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 from, you know, back then. So it's very weird. Why do you think they keep rebooting these franchises? Money. Rather than... Well, yeah, money, obviously. (laughs) But, like... Come up with an original concept, guys. Well, I think, like, Nine. Halloween 2018, right, had a budget. They spent $10 million on that movie. Like, it is a low-budget affair. Mm. But also, like, it's not a movie with a lot of effects. Like, it's very that's minimal. That's kind of a... Yeah, that, that's a sort of a product of Blumhouse, right? Yeah. Like, they've just sort of... They spend, like, you know, a small well, amount, This like is a Blumhouse million. production. There you go. Yeah. There you go. They, they'll spend, like, $10 million on, like... 10 different movies and you know one of them's guaranteed yeah. to and i mean blow up and make heaps it made 256 million dollars right that feels like nothing really but <laughs> like, in terms of a horror movie that's oh yeah heaps like and for them like it's it's all sort of it's a nostalgia thing like they're getting two separate kind of audiences for this because mm. i guess you've got like the original like teenagers and yeah like early 20s who saw halloween in 78 and now you know 40 years later they're like Shit, yeah i want to relive that yeah like it comes in at number where are we number 38 now for horror like halloween like for horror movies but at the time like halloween was number one for a fair while, like when it came out. But I mean, It, Chapter 1, is at the top of this list. But also, there's weird kind of classifications for these movies because some movies that you might not think of a horror movie technically fall in the category. Like what? Such as War of the Worlds from 2005. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. It's terrible with Tom Cruise. Yeah, but here's... (laughs) I'm going to give you four... That are really going to kind of hurt your brain. King Kong, 2005. Kong Skull Island, 2017. Godzilla, 2014. And Godzilla vs. King Kong, 2021. And also Godzilla King of Monsters. Right? Because they're part of that monsterverse and that giant monster genre, they technically count under that horror movie kind of category. So they fit into the list of highest grossing, you know, 
because it's giant monster comes to attack. Same as the Meg. It's a giant shark or you've got a giant gorilla, you know? It fits into that. Even if they don't traditionally... It's more of an action movie. Mm. They're still... Are they like... Yeah. Like Hannibal comes in at number 23. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like you were saying before, Halloween really set the tone for what people expected mm. horror to be. And if it wasn't that, then it wasn't horror. Yeah. And, like, the highest grossing fr- horror franchise of all time is Godzilla. Mm. But there's also 36 films in that list. <laughs> Whereas you look at The Conjuring, well, and, it, I mean, it's the Godzilla, like, franchise, I suppose you could, like, as it's put, has grossed... billion worldwide, right? Across Mm. 36 films. So it's only an average of 66 million a film, right? The highest of which is Godzilla 2014, which did 529,000 of that, right? So just under a quarter. The second highest is The Conjuring Universe, which has eight films. And it averages at 265 million a movie, and it's done 2.124 billion. So there's a huge difference in that. And like they're very different movies. I suppose, like in traditional terms, The Conjuring would be like, you know, your number one horror franchise. And some of those movies are really good. Nick, have you watched them? I think I've seen, I saw. Annabelle, I think it was the first Annabelle, but that's it. That's it. See, like that's that that's the kind of horror I hate. Yep. Like yes. the, the paranormal horror that's just all, all the scares are just like you know thirty seconds of silence and then nah. Yeah, like, kind of yeah. I, I hate that shit, but like I love stuff. Uh, speaking of John Carpenter, like stuff like The Thing. Yeah. Like it's. Like, the horror in it is, like, there's jump scares, but they're earned, and, like, a lot of the scares is, like, like paranoia. Yeah. You feel that all throughout, like, if, I assume he's both seen the thing, but if not, it's just I these guys, yeah, these guys stuck in the Arctic with an alien that is uh, replicating them, like, killing people and turning into them. Yeah, so they you don't never know really who, know who's who. Who is the thing and who isn't? And basically, the entire time you don't know, like they show, although like, there's no hints at all. Like they, they use a silhouette when someone's being killed, and it's a, um, it's not even someone, like in the movie. They got someone completely yeah. different to like, be oh, that. So you can't even match it. Yeah, too. you can't even be like, oh, that's him. But um, I, I watched it again for this, and it's fantastic. Well, like, that sounds in, actually really interesting. Like, it's really, really good. In terms of, like, kind of doubling out people so you don't know the feelings, in the original um, Friday the 13th, where it's about, like, you know, it's all the teenagers go to the lake, the camp, and um, it turns out that, I mean, spoiler for a movie that came out 40 years ago, but no, it turns out that, it like, there's supposed to be this dead kid in the lake, and it's, you know, he's come back to like you know it's haunting everyone and you know it's oh, a shit yeah. that, like, no one knows yeah who the killer is but it turns out that it's his mum the whole time and she's killed everyone because she's you know angry that the last like these kids like not these kids specifically but kids counselors like the camp counselors got her son killed 
so she kills them all. But in the movie, they had, um, like, one of the prop dudes killed someone, so that they used different people to do the kills, so you couldn't kind of get a grasp of, like, oh, it exactly matches that person. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I know in, like, a contrast in, like, Midsummer Murders, there's sometimes, like, you'll see the person, they'll have, like, you know, a black hoodie on or something, kill someone. It's like, well, it's definitely not that guy because he's six foot six. So you know it's not going to be him doing the murders because usually, like, when they find out who it is, you'll cut to and you'll see them in the same thing and it'll just be a different shot and you'll see, like, their face yeah. or whatever. But, like, yeah, this was done. Like, like, a lot of these old ones done well. Like, oh, you can do this one. And, like, and even in Halloween, when he breaks into the cupboard, it was just one of the, it was one of the, um, like, crew did that one. And then some, like, he wasn't the normal guy that did, that was in the mask because he had to break through a door. It's like, oh, we'll just get the stunt, like, the stunt coordinator. He can do this one. He can put the mask on and he can do this one. And, like, it's, he's a completely different height to the normal Michael Myers, but, like, why not? You know, you don't want to injure your actor, so just get the stunt guy to do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think, too, um, this is kind of off on a little bit of a tangent, but um, I, I'm reading a book and I watched a thing on Netflix about um, the trope of the final girl in yep. horror movies. Um, and I think... Like, everyone loves a white, young female who, like, kills the killer and then, like, I don't know, just gets to live her life. Yeah, she and kind of... And I think of... that that is, like, one of the reasons that Halloween did so well at the start because they had that... They essentially set that trope. But I really... Even though I don't watch a lot of horror movies i still read about them i still read their plots on wikipedia <laughs> um <laughs> just so i know what's going on in the film world you know um and i am really enjoying that that trope is being kind of turned on its head in recent years like particularly with like ready or not i was gonna say that's the even... best example that i just pulled up yeah. in terms of that because that yeah fun, or the well, hunt yeah was, yeah it's become almost that she's out psychopathing the psychopaths that have killed all her friends. Exactly. And ready or not, it's the kind of thing that's like, is she really the hero of this movie? Because all these people just killed all her friends and now she's just brutally murdered all of them. And it's like, are these fi kind of, I just question, are these final girls getting to the point where it's like kind of a beyond a belief part? It's like all your friends just got, super easily murdered but somehow you're the one that can just not get you know that you've suddenly just killed 20 people that are trying to kill you yeah yeah you know it's like where where were you hiding this in your yeah life? exactly yeah I, I think that that kind of thing just it sort of depends on the uh rules of the movie i yeah. guess i haven't yeah, seen ready or not 100%. but like it is good i know from how it's been described to me, like, I think like, I, that wouldn't bother me too much in that. And I mean, our, but, professor, uh, our old professor's daughter is the star. She brutally murders everyone, so that's fun. Yeah, so so we're biased. <laughs> yes, yeah. lots of bias there. <laughs> yeah, but um, speaking like of tropes, speaking of tropes and like final girls, Cat, uh, have you seen Scream or any of the Screams? Um, no, but I've read a bit about them. Uh, well, there's a new one coming. Fifth, 
Yeah, there's a fifth one coming out. Um, I'm disappointed the poster didn't say, like, five cream. It's, it's just, that, they're, they're just calling it screen. They're, they're doing the thing. Okay, they're just screen. calling it screen. Yep. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're doing, like, a retcon, like, getting rid of, like, the second and third movie or whatever. I, but I think it's just, it's just, you know, the OGs are back. It's, and just, it's just scream again, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've got to come back to town because scream's happening again it's happened it's happened again but yeah. i'm like they're doing a it seems like they're doing a force awakens thing when they're bringing back all the well, the main three and then sort of passing it off to a new generation which i kind of yeah. hope they don't do like scream is all like it's, the scream series is all about like subverting like the tropes and doing different it, shit so i would like to see them not do that like i, I feel like one of the three will die it's yeah. probably going to be Dewey, yep. which sucks because I love Dewey. But Scream was a movie that, at the time, like Halloween started the slasher franchise, right? It kind of well, yeah. not started, but it kind of it kind of did. Like, it it, 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 it's, yeah, it, it, it kind of a... solidified the template of what you do in a slasher movie. And then the twenty or well, fifteen years or so that followed, it got extremely overdone throughout the eighties. It was just every horror movie was that. And Scream kind of mixed it back up and added a little bit of comedy, but kind of it spoofed the genre in a way that it reinvigorated it, but to a point that now it was then what everyone copied for the following 15 years. Yeah. yeah. And it got to the point that it tried to, you know, it changed the genre a little bit, but then it... Because the person you think, oh, this is going to be our final girl, murdered in the first opening scene. And it's like, oh, okay, she's dead. Mm. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely murdered. But, yeah, see, I'm kind of concerned about this new one because it shows, uh, like, the start of it where you got your Drew Barrymore-esque girl at the start. Yeah. And the killer's, like, breaking in, but it's using, like, smart locks to break into the house yeah. she's like trying to protect herself with like the home it's the like, google home yeah, shit like, lock doors, like, it's like, uh, doors. Lock doors. i was like ah yeah. yeah i've kind of seen this but hopefully i i would love if they like because they it's all these like sort of uh stars like people who are famous like the like kale from 13 reasons why is the one of the young leads mm. i would love if they just oh yeah and um jack quaid is one of them too i would love everyone just to be mur- like in this yeah I, the, I would love them to just kill off the, all whole, these yeah. new ones at there's the start like, introduce all those people and then at the end courtney cox is just the final girl again because huh. i feel like that would be more fun like it's like oh it's gonna like really set it up that it's gonna be this oh. female lead and then like just for the final scene just have it killed or flip mm. it on ahead final dude and it's dewey left at the end all on his own you know see dewey's dewey's had so many fake outs in that series yeah. like they can't actually kill like if, the, if he gets stabbed or something in it i'll just be like oh well he, he's he not gonna be, be dead, dead. Yeah. he survived so many stabbings at this yeah. point yeah. but unless i, I feel cuts like his head off i'm not all like slits, you know yeah. i'm not believing it unless he's like proper dead which that is possible but yeah he's been stabbed and he was fine <laughs> I know, but yeah, to, I I think it's a, they'll either kill him or they'll kill off him and one of the girls. I don't yeah. think they'll kill off just one of the girls. I just feel like Courtney Cox will survive because of the sheer fact that she's Courtney Cox. 
but she she she's the worst character. She's I know. horrible. Like, and I, I I feel like they would kill off Sydney just to be like, oh oh my god. Because she survived it so many times that it's just like you know, yeah. How are you still like, alive? Just, yeah, I, I think I'd rather just watch another Scream where all these other new yeah. characters get killed. Nick, speaking of Scream, have you watched mm. the Netflix TV series, the two seasons of Scream? Oh, yeah, there's an actual series, yeah. isn't there? It's not, there's Scream Queens, or no, is no, that It's a called thing? Scream, and it's, no. it's two seasons, and it is literally whole new cast, new characters, new town, and Scream happens, you know, you've got Ghostface, and I thought, like, I watched, it was, it came out a few years ago now, it's not half bad for, like, kind of, like, a, you know, it kind is of... Is it in the same universe no, as the movie? No, it's completely no? separate. Oh. Like, it's a full reboot, and it's, like, you know, TV series, like, series, and it kind of, it drag like, it, it, I think it, it make, kind of fleshes the story out a bit. Like, you've got more, like, episodes in between. It's got a pretty good cast. The Ghostface mask is a bit weird like it's kind of different um it's it was in 2015 yeah oh sorry three seasons um yeah it's just kind of there you odd. go i never i saw something oh sorry you go Nick. Yeah, yeah sorry go ahead i'm just talking about scream <clears throat> oh i was going. going to talk about something different uh, well, I think I'm done with Scream. Just, yeah, I was surprised <laughs> there's two series. What's Scream Queens? Is that a Scream show or is it something different? It's like a slasher TV series. Right. I think season three yeah. is a different storyline by the looks of it. Because I, I, I didn't know there was a season three of this show. Because it kind of all wraps um, out, yeah, wraps up um, at the end. But all the episode titles are horror movies. That's cool. Okay. So, like, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, I guess while we're on the topic of TV series, yep. have either of you seen American Horror Story? No, I've no. never watched it. Ah, okay. Because I have seen, um, like, one season of it. Yep. I think the carnival season, um, way back when. I don't even know how long ago now. But it's just not my cup of tea in general. But I think what it does really well is kind of giving us all those kind of, not tropes, but stories that have mm. been explored yeah. in horror. But... There's been 10 seasons of that show. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Wow. But, and like showcasing them in a really great and kind of condensed way that um i don't know what am i trying to say it just like because each season is different yeah you just get a different taste of horror each time and uh, you go i'll say like it's similar to um like it's the same cast but they play different characters in each season yeah yeah which is similar yeah. like um the haunting of hill house and then the haunting of Bly manor yeah. on netflix which are both also really good you got like you know some cast members carry over but a completely different characters yeah yeah i think yeah it just does because you do have all you essentially have the same stories mm. appearing and reappearing every 10 years in horror yeah and it just we just cycle. does a really good job 
yeah, it does a really good job of breaking the mold, but also putting it back together and telling those stories again in an original way. Now, I want to I want to talk about one specific type of horror movie that over the years has been done in various different levels of success in both um, big screen and small screen, which is the zombie movie. Oh, nice. Right. So Okay, this is something I can get around. So, zombie movies have obviously, you know, there's some really good ones and some really, really bad ones. But <laughs> it's sort of like for you guys, what like sort of stands out for you in terms of what you've um, watched? What's that zombie movie with... Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember any of their names. Zombieland? Well, no. It's it's the one that only came out recently and it was so meta. Um, uh, came out recently. I don't know. I feel like zo- zombies are kind of... It's like sort of just a dead genre to me now. I think the 2010s um, just... I would say like the middle mid. Oh, what's the dead don't die? Who's in that? Yeah. Oh, um, Bill Murray. Um. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's so good. But then that's like a that's a but it's like multiple fourth wall breaking comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So number one is generally considered George A. Ramiro's nineteen seventy eight Dawn of the Dead, has long been considered as the greatest. But in terms of zombie effects, sometimes they're great. But I think what's probably done zombies the best would be AMC's The Walking Dead mm. in terms of how zombies look and react and like the decay that their bodies have over the years that that show kind of runs. Um, mm. Recently, we've also had things like Girl With All The Gifts... Um, obviously 2004 we had Shaun of the Dead like the horror like zombie comedy like spoof we've also had in 2016 we had Train to Busan the Korean like horror which is just another level and is right up there in terms of zombie effects and story and just the pure brutality of it all um, and then obviously you've got 28 Days Later that, and 28 Weeks Later, which are highly regarded in terms of budget British film that have made two fantastic zombie movies. And like 28 Days Later was done for barely any money at all in 2002. And is just amazing. They're two that I'd also like, you know, could dedicate a whole episode in the future to talking about those two together. Yeah, we can get to that. Um, obviously, like, George A. Romero kind of pioneered this zombie in the late 60s, early 70s, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. He just, you know, created something that, I suppose you could say, changed the horror landscape. Like, you know, it was such a... It's such oh, an integral thing in popular culture. Now, there's so many different zombie stories. Like, you know, recently, even in What If, we had Marvel zombies. It inspires all these other properties. Like, oh, what if our world had zombies for some reason, you know? Yeah. I think, too, it's such a 
versatile concept because you can kind of interpret a zombie however yeah. you want there's, and create a story around that. And there's so many different it doesn't, ways. It doesn't have to fit a yeah. certain, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can be, like, it's an alien parasite or it's a virus or it's a curse. Or they're slow moving or fast moving or they yeah, decay. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, sentient or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you've got, or there's a cure. Yeah, like you've got like movies not. like Warm Bodies where kind of, yeah. you know, it's a weird teen love drama that love cures the zombie virus. Or you've got like <laughs> spoofs like The Walking, The Caesar, which is like a Walking Dead like spoof movie, you know, mm-hmm. but then. Or The Last of Us where it's a real disease. Mm. Yeah. That like the insects get. Yeah. Um, mm. Patient Zero when that's another recent one that I thought was pretty good. Um, you've obviously got your Dooms. I mean, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, that, you know. There's so yeah. many. Is that a zombie thing? Yeah. Oh. I think, yeah. I think the most, like, iconic in recent years for kind of um, in the zombie genre that I can think of would be Zombieland, though. Especially with the hype mm. that it got. Even though it's, I guess it's not. I mean, I guess it is horror, but it's more comedy. I mean, than the other horror. most recent one you could probably say is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Which you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like that you know, that's kind of our latest mainstream entry into the zombie. I mean, he made he remade Dawn of the Dead in two thousand and four, and like that's a decent mm-hmm. you know film set in a shopping center when the you know zombie plate kicks off. But yeah, I think Army of the Dead, you know, it was an interesting concept, and again, it adds in sentience and different things and tries to take it in a new direction. And, yeah. Oh, no. Some of it works, some of it doesn't, yeah, and, and mean, that's okay. A lot have, we need to explore yeah, and, this sort of thing. And you've got, like, we had World War Z with Brad Pitt a couple of years ago, which was this, you know, huge book property. Actually, but, like, it kind of it didn't land the way they wanted it to. It, and If they actually stick to the book mm. and how the book is written, I think it would be amazing if they did it in a TV series style. Well, there's now... Um, two video games that follow the book stories oh that's cool yeah because each yeah Yeah. each chapter is a different person yeah and their story and yeah well there's like the two video games happen in like the same place as the book they're not it's not the book characters but Mm. it's like side calls so it's like what else is happening in the city while that's happening and it kind of references like you witness events that happen in the books from someone else's point of view yeah. Sort of thing, like mm. in those cities where those things are happening, which yeah. I think is an interesting, you know, it's like we can tell new stories while also telling the same, you know, living through the same events of this world. And that's something that the movie kind of failed on, that it kind of just changed it up a bit and was like, oh, this could have been a really good franchise, but you made it weird. Because, like, those zombies are unstoppable, really. Yeah. Yeah, like, they are so 100%. fast and they're just relentless. And, like, you know, what do you do? I mean, they wouldn't work now because I guess, I suppose you could say the, the, the twist in that is if you have a terminal illness, they don't attack you because they don't see you as, you know, you're not good enough to become one of them because you're just going to die. So that's kind of like, like they only pick the, you know, the healthy. The healthy ones. Mm. To explain. But 
do you think here's a here's a weird question for you if you had covid would they bite you Huh. I, well, COVID I, isn't necessarily terminal. It but just some people on die. The healthcare access. So it would only go to the vax people. You're saying? Yeah. So like you know, anti vaxxers oh, safe. Yeah. Oh no. That's what I mean. Shoot, like, guys. you know, <laughs> tell does that not count? To get vaxxed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another also recent one, Overlord, which was set around like. D- oh yeah. Yeah, D Day and like you know they get in front of lines and the Nazis have made you know super soldiers that are actually like kind of zombies and doesn't well for everyone. But yeah, I think zombies are definitely zombie movies are something that I've always enjoyed, like to varying degrees. And you know, if a really good zombie movie comes out, like like I watch a lot of these, and a lot of the time, there's a lot of disappointment in there. But sometimes, yeah. just sometimes, yeah. you get a good one. I th- I think The Walking Dead burnt me out on yeah. a lot of zombie stuff. Like it, even yeah. like no, I. I begrudgingly I think, played The Last of Us and loved it, but I, I was off the zombie train for a long time. I think, too, because The Walking Dead is so prolific and so good, it kind of set the standard for but what audiences want to it see. It kind of burnt everyone out because towards the later mm. seasons, like I, I, I've mentioned on this, I started watching it again, and I got mm. I didn't even get up to where I was before, before it burnt me out around like season like six and seven, because you just get... 10 episodes of filler and because they extended the seasons out like the first season six episodes second season's 12 and then they kind of like they sit around like that 15 mark and then it's like now they're 18 and it kind of it's like they really stretch it out whereas like when it was in the early seasons they were going through storylines so quickly that it was like well paced Mm. and I was like oh let's do this storyline for a season and a half but it's a smaller storyline than what we did in five episodes in season two. Mm. But yeah, it's just, it kind of really drags it out and it kind of just, it yeah, it burnt a lot of people out. But yeah, once Frank Darabont got fired from it, I think they were really, like, yeah, re-watching it, you can really tell. You notice like, the point oh, what, where it, you, yeah. you notice the quality go down. Yeah. Like, not in terms of, like, production, like, the budget yeah. is huge. But in it, terms but, of, like, like storytelling. Story, it's probably the most important thing. Yep. The story just, whew. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Um, another note, I'll, I'll do this as a last one as a notable um zombie film is I Am Legend with Will Smith, huh? Yes, because sort of had the same fate as World War Z, like it yeah. just got like re- it, like reshot, though they both went through reshoots, didn't they? After like test screening, yeah, yep. like. Oh, I don't like it, but yeah, that's yeah. It's another another one that was just like, Ugh. and it's something that like again, there's you know, a well loved, well written book behind it, and it changes key elements of that. Whereas if you know it sticks to certain plot points, you can have a much better, you know, story for your film. And I, I mean, that's yeah. not just horror movies that do this. Obviously, a lot of movies that come from books do this. They're like, oh. We'll focus. I mean, last week we were talking about it with like To Kill a Mockingbird. You cut out certain things. Like, oh, it's not going to be as good in the movie as it is in the book. And it's always hard. You know, you, you're trying to tell the story of 600 pages in, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. And it makes it a lot yeah. more difficult to kind of get that story across, which is like, again, like you said, World War Z is an example, would benefit of a TV series. 
because you can flesh yeah, those stories out. 100%. And you could build off that because mm. because the stories are so individual, you can create more. And like that's something it's not centered around one person. Yeah, and that's something the Walking Dead has admittedly done well is that you had that core show then you had Fear the Walking Dead spin-off, and that's up to like season seven or something now. You've then got yeah. Walking Dead The World Beyond, which is another spin-off that's in its second season. You've got another show coming next, like another Walking Dead spin-off coming next year, and they are world-building, you know, because you've got a whole, you know, world that's infected with this virus. You can tell so many different stories and never have to have them interconnect that much. Like, there is some characters that now, between the main two, have crossed over. But, yeah. Yeah, isn't the the World Beyond series, isn't that about kids who were born after the apocalypse and they don't get why you can't go outside? I don't know. I, I, have, I have no idea. Like, it's something like that. That's a good idea yeah. for that show to do but that. But I know it's but centred it's... around the community that the walking dead is building towards meeting like the main show is heading towards that which is kind of like right. the final story of the comics okay yeah because like like, that's yeah. something that the show could benefit from doing just yeah. instead of re like recycling the same shit yeah. for eight episodes and doing oh, there's something another group we have to have a fight finale. with them for a season yeah yeah um, yeah, it's too much of that. I suppose, like, we, we, we've touched on, you know, slashes and zombies, been, but, like, supernatural horror is another, you know. Uh -huh. And cats were like, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. Yeah, <laughs> time out for cat. There's been, I don't know, like, I probably started watching horror movies at the age of, like, four, 13, 14, Two? like, early <laughs> high school, when you kind of, you know, teenage boys at that age like let's all watch horror movies whenever you hang out with each other's house nick you were probably the same i guess oh yeah yeah, yeah. my friends were the same i just held a pillow in yeah front of my and you head, kind of so i didn't watch it you start off with like i know we started off with like the old like the 70s classics that everyone's like oh these are the greatest you know you got the exorcist and poltergeist and stuff like that but like we sort of have grown up in a film world of higher end visual effects and i mean more now like in modern stuff but even as kids like we kind of you know early 2000s visual effects had had to come a long way since the 70s and 80s so i remember watching some of the like these old horror movies and thinking like it's not scary like that's kind of funny because that looks terrible and you can tell that's fake but i remember then watching the ring and the grudge and I like some of like the first ones I watched, and like we were all like genuinely terrified of those movies, like you know, or proper. And they were both, I mean, they were the American remakes of really good Japanese horror. And Japanese horror is kind of you know has made some fantastic films that have been adapted for Western audiences. But have you seen either of those, Nick? Uh no. Really? I haven't, but no. Um, I was in I, the room once when The Grudge was being played. I didn't watch it, but I heard most of it. You heard its noise? I don't know what The Grudge is. <laughs> yeah. It's very... It's terrifying. It'll give you nightmares. <laughs> don't look it up. Um, yeah, it's a weird... 
That's a 2020 movie. Huh, it got remade. Yeah, I think they remade it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of remakes, I think I saw Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Thing remakes before I ever saw... The originals? The originals, yeah. Because I saw most of my horror movies uh, because I got a TV in my room when I was like 14. And they'd be on TV, and I was like, oh. What's this? And that was kind of my gateway. Yeah. So, like, me and, like, my friend, like, we would, you know, almost every weekend we'd be at someone's house, and we'd just constantly watch, like, you know, we'd go down to the video shop, and like, oh, what horror movies can we get this week? And, you know, I ended up working there one day, but the boss was just like, I don't care that you guys are 13, have this. And he would recommend us stuff. It's like, oh, what should we watch? We really liked this one. And he's like, oh, watch this. Or we were like, we hated this one. He's like, okay, don't watch this then. And like, we went through, like, I remember just watching, you know, he, just endless horror movies. And I think one one that stuck with me is definitely... No wonder you are the yeah, way you are now. I know. <laughs> broke my brain. But I think it's good in a way because now, like I remember like with It... Like both like chapter one and chapter two, I didn't really get scared. Like I don't get scared in horror movies anymore because I think I've been watching so many for so long that I've just become desensitized to like, and also like us like studying like techniques and stuff. You need it's like okay, three, two, one, jump scare. Like I know when it's coming. Yeah, like you can, you can pick the beats up. on like okay. You know, this is happening. As soon as the camera turns, something's going to be there and it's going to be a fake out. Have you ever watched a horror movie without the sound on? Because I've done that and I wasn't as scared. No, because, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, a lot of it is in. Yeah, because that's what it's the a ambient sound and yeah. the music it's, really builds. Yeah, it's not it. even the scary, it's just startling you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like the sudden exactly. change in music or the loud bang that comes through. You're like, oh, that was loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because, the, yeah, the music tells you how to feel. The music sets the tone of the film. Exactly. Um, which I think... What was I going to say? I think I read something somewhere that they actually play... They Some... I don't know who does it. There was this study done that, like, people are more tense if there's this really high-pitched sound that they can't hear, like, playing near them. Like, so you can't hear it, but you, like, you pick it up or something. I don't know. Your brain does weird stuff. And so, like, some people have been putting it in horror movies, like, underneath the score. To just, like, put you on edge from the get-go. Now, in terms of, you know, supernatural films, there's varying success. But in the early, like, 2000s, well, late 90s or 2000s, there was a rise of a different sort of filmmaking, which was found footage. Right? Oh, yeah. And the Blair Witch Project kind of really, and also um, Cloverfield, kind of really kicked off this, everyone, oh, let's just get a cheap camcorder and make a found footage film because it's low budget and we don't really have to do anything. And for a while, there were some really good ones and then it was really overdone and now it's to a point where some movies have done it as kind of like, huh, remember this? Yeah. But one lot that kind of really kicked off with it really well and then kind of went too long with it was Paranormal Activity. Mm. Right? And like the first, you know, there's 
One, two, three, four, five. There's seven of them. One of them came out this year on Paramount Plus, supposedly. Didn't really? Know that. Oh yep. my god! It was meant to come out <laughs> on March nineteenth this year, and was delayed until October twenty nine. So that's in four days. Wow! And it will be released, and because of COVID, it's being released as a Paramount Plus exclusive film. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Isn't it weird? Like the the first Paranormal Activity, it was doing the thing still that the Blair Witch Project, like kind of accidentally did, but people thought it was real. Yeah, like people thought it was a real thing that people just found, and they were like, "Oh, oh, great! Uh, let's go see that." People actually died. Let's go have a look. Yeah. Isn't that like weird? Fucked. Like even like what? Because Blair Witch would have come out early two thousands and. Paranormal Activity would have been like 10 years later. It came out in 99. And then the the other two came out out in 2000. Oh, yeah, there was a second Blair Witch. There was a second Blair Witch and then another second Blair Witch. That was probably the one of the first we're doing it again thing. Um, The Blair Witch, being a found footage film shot on a very cheap camcorder, had a budget. It's like there's... What I'm looking at here is no. It says between two hundred thousand and five hundred thousand dollars, right? So under a million in '99, it made two hundred and forty-eight point six million at the box office. Oh, damn! Like that All is right. a huge, huge return. Back then too. Yeah, and people thought All that right. was real. Yeah. Like, it's you know, that's insane. Well, I guess when your marketing campaign is like actually putting up flyers of yeah this should actually happen yeah. or yeah. missing then people are going to lose their shit because people are dumb yeah but like i remember what was i i was i was 11 when paranormal activity came out and i remember seeing so i was 14 when number two came out and i had seen one because i saw number two at the movies jesus you were a brave 14 year old we all went and saw it. And I, when I was four, I'm pretty sure I was still watching Kim Possible on Disney. <laughs> I mean, so was I, but like, you know, contrast. <laughs> I mean, like, our, our thing is like, you'd watch a horror movie and then you watch an episode of The Inbetweeners before you went to bed, so you were like chilled. <laughs> <laughs> that was like what we always used to that do. That is the most Jacob thing I've ever heard That's you say. That's what we used to do. You'd be like, okay, horror movie or two horror movies. All right, episode of Inbetweeners before Inbetween- we go to sleep. Because otherwise, you will be like shit scared. You just, you just relax. <laughs> You're chilled, horror movies out of your mind, you're having a laugh. So, if, you know, anyone listening, if you watch a horror movie before bed, just watch like an episode of a comedy show like The Inbetweeners or Friends or something before you go to sleep. Because then you just won't think about the horror movie anymore. You'll just be cleansed. You'll just be chilled <laughs> out, you know. That's that's my advice for horror movies. Just watch a comedy afterwards. Jacob's yeah. But Nick, have you? How many of the Paranormal Activity movies have you seen? I think I think I've seen one in theaters, maybe. I see it, it, they're so generic yeah, that I they're all the same movie. Else. I couldn't tell you. I've seen all the ones that have come out. So mm. I haven't seen the one that comes out in four days, obviously. But I couldn't <laughs> tell you which one's which. Yeah, no, I, I've seen. Um, I've seen someone on YouTube do commentary tracks for them, mm-hmm. like, and they'll put in like the cl- like just clips of it, and they'll be talking over it. And I saw that it was like, 
little bits of each movie and I was like, cool, that's it. Yeah. That's all I had to see. Well, I can tell like, you which I know... one Ghost Dimension is because it has a weird ghost camera in it. So that's kind of distinctly that that's that one. But the, the other, ghost camera, what, it, like in that? the camera, it has a weird thing where you can see like this like stuff in the air that the ghost leaves behind. Oh, right. Like you can see like into like its weird world. But like the other five, I couldn't tell you what happens in each one. It's still the same. I know, I know. One of them, like the character you're following, ends up in the house from the first one. Yes, that does happen in one of them. Don't yeah, ask me which cool. one. Yeah, see, <laughs> weird ho- horror movies like that, like franchises like that. Some of them will just randomly like go to extreme lengths to like tie them all together. It, like stuff with like saw. As one well. of them uses an Xbox Connect as like a ghost detecting device because the like it goes to nighttime, and the night vision camera picks up all the little dots that the Xbox Connects like puts out from its sensor, oh. and you can see the ghost moving through it. Microsoft sponsored. Yeah, I was like, why are you having an ad for Xbox in the middle of your horror movie? Like, <laughs> just every night in the lounge room was like, oh, there's the Xbox Connect's been left on again. Yeah. Should... Also, the, the problem with paranormal activity, like, more so than other, like, jump scare things, like, the jump scares in, that, in those movies, they, like, they happen during, like, a time lapse yeah. at night. Like, they'll go to nighttime, it'll be a time lapse of the house, then it'll slow down. Then the jump scare yeah. will happen. It's like you're fast forward so you, through six you know, hours. You get it's a like, warning. Oh, we're getting real time. Something is going to happen. Yeah. People still of his bed. <laughs> yeah. People still still go. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. I didn't expect that. I'm like, like, how did you, you not expect that? What the fuck are you talking about? We, that's me. We went. That's me. You're talking about. I'm we the went, one that goes. Oh, we did six hours and thirty happened. seconds, and now we've done real time for five minutes. Like. <laughs> We had to fast forward to a bit. Um, what other? Like, I suppose, and then you. I mean, then you've got things like Insidious and The Conjuring, which are really kind of that demony sort of possession movie. Which I guess is the other main sort of horror movie at the moment. Like you've got those. Like, the, I think The Conjuring does so well because it's you know, in a way, real life events from real life you know ghost hunters slash paranormal investigators but obviously Mm. with a lot of dramatic license to make it really exciting because who knows how much of what they're saying you know you know what i'm trying to say yeah yes um but again i think like because everyone loves a real world like this is a true story like oh my god look at these ghosts (laughs) the same reason everyone loves true crime stuff like yeah. everyone loves to imagine, like holy shit, that happened, and I think that's why a lot of the like the Conjuring movies do so well. But I also like in the contrast that is obviously it chapter one and two with like you know the kids and the like in the first one, it's and the same thing like Stranger Things. It's like oh, it's kids in the eighties versus demon, and that's yeah. something that for some reason we all really like. Alien, yeah. I think I think what people like to see is people that they like, like children mm. or young women, triumphing over this otherworldly being. Yep. That's what draws people to horror movies. They want to yeah. see the quote-unquote good guy win. 
And what is more innocent than a child or a young white female? Exactly. I think also with it, the kids, I, I think people loved that first one in particular so much is because they cast a bunch of kids and they actually can act and they're yeah. really good together. Yeah. It was a like, really yeah. good cast. Yeah. 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 I think one, another recent example of kind of the good, like a good sort of like thing is Fear Street on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. What is the order of them? So there's part one, which is Fear Street. So there's Fear Street part one, which is 1994. Fear Street part two, which is 1978. And Fear Street part three, which is 1666. But Oh, so they go backwards Yeah, it counts time. backwards. And like they came out, Netflix released them each Friday over three weeks. It's really weird that they just dumped them, yeah. seemingly. But like, like, that would... You think that'd be a thing you'd do in October well, or something? They kind of just put them out, and I don't know if it was like, I don't know if I think it's a, Netflix actually think produced it's like a little, them. Let's find out. I don't. Or think even they if did. they were just going for the whole sleeper hit phenomenon kind of thing, you know, like a lot of these but movies are, where they I think aren't in the mainstream and then kind of get picked up. Yeah, I just think it, it's one of those things. Yeah, so that was filmed back to back in March to September of 2019 in Georgia. Um, it was set for a theatrical release in June 2020. However, the trilogy was pulled from the schedule because of the COVID pandemic following the acquisition of 20th Century Fox from, by Disney. Um, Sharon Entertainment ended their distribution deal with 20th Century Fox and gave distribution rights to Netflix. Okay, so that was they were originally meant to go to theatres. And I think this is a movie trilogy that really oh. would have benefited from the big screen. I think it would it's have been based... massive with a general audience if it had come out in theatres. Because I just think people like just don't even know about it. Like, it was recommended for me based on my Netflix, you know. It was like, you have a 98% yeah. match with this. And I was like, huh. <laughs> But that's the thing. I feel um, like the, a lot of these things are better off coming out on Netflix now because it feels like everything that is coming out to theaters is just sort of fizzling the second mm. it gets released. Like the Suicide Squad. Like, but I think who, it, that's, like it's because no one's going. I think we're still in the, like there's still a pandemic. Like we're getting staggered releases. So, even, and... even in other places in the world, though, it just seems it they don't seem to be sticking around like they did. Yeah, I mean, like, like big blockbuster films. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, I mean, like James Bond's example, it's now out in the UK and a couple of other places, but we don't get it for, what, a few weeks or a month or whatever? When's it come out, Nick? Yeah. Uh, fuck, I know. It's either it's 11th like of November or December? The, uh, November. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's just, like, you know, I think not, no pandemic, and, we you know, a lot of the movies that we were that still haven't come out were meant to come out last year and this year and everything's been yeah. pushed back and back and back. But I think like something like this, you know, no pandemic would have benefited really well from having, if you know, two months or so in theaters and like, you know, release all three of them across like two years sort of thing. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you get them back to back, you know, across three weeks, which makes it really good. Cause like, 
it was enjoyable to watch and then the next week be able to say, oh, what happens in the next two-hour movie of this? Because, again, it's kind of... It takes things from Scream and all these... And it is... It's a, they're slasher films, but with a decent story that, you know, in part one, you get these little bits of information and then you go back in time to part two... In part two, when you see things that were teased in part one and then things that are teased from part one and part two, you see when you go back in time, even like 300 years more for part three and you see where it all started and like, oh, maybe what everyone in the present day thought was, all well, in 1994 thought was happening isn't what is really going on. And it's right. done, re like the story unfolds really well. And Could you watch them in any order, or you, do you have you'd to have watch to go them one, two, like part one, part two, part three, or you're just gonna be like, "What the right. fuck? Who the fuck's that? What the fuck's this?" Because oh, yeah. from nineteen, like the characters in nineteen ninety four appear, like nineteen ninety four is set pretty much solely in nineteen ninety four, except for a couple of like flashes when things are teased. But right. in the other two, um. Like, they are, like, there's, it's not just in those, like, the, you jump between, so you still see the, like, you know, the 1994. Yeah, and I guess all the characters are set up in the yeah. part one. Yeah. You get to know them all well, and kind of get the general gist of the story. I'll, I will say all one three. thing for the entire show across all three movies. No one is safe. <laughs> like, there is no, like, oh, that's your main, um, no, okay, bye. Oh, no. Like, right. it's just, it doesn't matter. And they were written by R.L. Stein. Yeah, the writer of yeah. I was trying to get in before, but you guys Sorry. kept talking. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, definitely don't show kids. Big no-no. Right. Big. Yes, yeah, so because it, it looks like something that would have been made for teens. Like, just the, like, yeah. the posters and it, what I've seen on Netflix. It's kind of it looks like. aimed for that sort of 17 to 20 age group i right. guess oh okay is where you kind of like it's a, it's i mean it's around an ma but like it's kind of that late teen sort of because that's kind of how what the age of the, the characters are and it's cast well because most of them are like you know actually teenagers or like very early 20s and they all look yeah. like the age they're meant to look which i think one <laughs> thing that's hollywood's doing a lot better now is actually casting people like actually casting sixteen and seventeen year olds, not thirty year olds, hmm. to play teenagers. I mean, some still are, but yeah. Um, do I have? Do you guys have any more? I mean, there's obviously the gore stuff like Saw and whatnot that I've never really been as into. Like just that body horror. I was like, oh, let's just hack um, everyone up. Yeah, yeah really. I don't really have much else to say, honestly. I don't know. Well, what about uh, really shitty, low-budget horror movies that seem like jokes, but might not be? Um, like, I'm thinking, like, for like example, Sharknado? like... The... Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, that counts, I suppose. I was thinking the movie where they get, uh, where, like, people wake up on a beach and the sand's, like, sucking people into it. What? what? Yeah, it, it looks fucking terrible. It's um like these people are having like a party on a beach, and uh, like an alien egg washes up, and they like crack it open, and like the next morning everyone wakes up, and like 
people start stepping on the sand and it's just like ripping their skin off and sucking them in. Oh, lovely. Right. It's hilarious. The, the Do you dude, know the name of it? Uh, I, I think it's just called The Sand, but it's got the guy from Hannah Montana in it. Which one? The the guy, not not the brother. Um, oh, like the, the friend. Guy that, yeah, yes. The dad, Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay. Yes, the, <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the sand. Yes, it's called The Sand. It uh, came out in 2015. It's got uh, 3.8 stars on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I love that. I've just Googled worst horror movies of all time. And I recognize... Oh, okay. So it's not any like... There's uh, The Happening from 2008, which is an M, mm. M. Night Shyamalan starring um, Marky Mark Wahlberg. There's oh, Bl- Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Um, so, you know, um, there's also Jaws the Revenge, 1987. Oh, yeah. That terrible. Is, can confirm. That is terrible. <laughs> yep. Um, Birdemic, Shock and Terror, 2010. Huh? I strongly recommend anyone, anyone listening, just Google Birdemic. Like, Birdemic. I'm going to Google it right. Now. It is the worst thing you will ever see. The birds look worse than Hitchcock's birds. And <laughs> Speaking that was of birds. 60, 50 years earlier. <laughs> Speaking of birds, Nick. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of birds, have you guys heard of a series called Thanks Killing? Nope. It's no. a it's it's a uh, very fucked movie where a turkey gets struck by lightning and comes to life and murders people. <laughs> I love it. Okay. It, I, I, I can't even remember how I watched it, but I watched both of them. Uh, but the second one is called Thanks Killing Three. They just skip Thanks Killing Two. <laughs> right. I don't remember the, the. I don't remember the second one, but I remember in the first one, a. Uh, this is really fucked, so I don't know where I, how much like you want to go into us. it. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, like, oh, just say it. It's probably not as funny, but I uh, a turkey um, walk, like wanders into a couple having sex, stabs the guy in the back of the neck, then keeps having sex with the woman. What? What? And killed it? Yes. Yeah. That that is that's an action. An actual uh, no, plot line in the movie. That the is fuck. bestiality. <laughs> that's not okay. No, I was I, I just looked up the poster and I'm getting like all these flashbacks to this horrible movie that came out in 2007. Oh my god. Uh, so moral the, of the story: don't watch it. Um, yes, there's also another shit horror movie I've just remembered by associating it. Uh, the I think it's called Rubber. It's about a tire, like a, uh, with like telepathy powers that just makes people explode. Yes, yeah, rubber. Okay. A tire, a tire. Okay. as in like a car tire. Yes, it's like just, <laughs> here's the poster, it's literally just a tire that rolls through like the countryside, finds people and blows them up using its mind. That's right. so strange. Um, yeah. Like, how do you form an emotional connection to a tire? 
Uh, you don't. I, I think it was. It had to have been made as a joke, surely. Um, Jaws the Revenge is one of five horror movies rated 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Zero, uh, 0%. Look up rubber on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so, um... It is at... Do, 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 68%. What? Tomato that's made us too 68%. high. That was definitely you, Adam. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that is way too high. No, tell me what the other four movies are that are zero percent. Um, one missed call from two thousand and eight. Uh, Cabin Fever two thousand and sixteen. The Disappointments Room two thousand and sixteen. Homecoming two thousand and nine, and Return of the Living Dead Part two nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. Thanks, killing. No, I'm looking at this list of like the bottom one. I'm like, I don't recognize. That was the only movie that I've ever. Oh, Flatliners 2017, The Fog 2005. Oh yes. The Fog. Starring, um, by the looks of it, Tom Welling. You know what we need to review on this? Um, the Mist. Yes, that is a horror movie that you have seen, Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys watched it. With watched me. it. Yeah. It was interesting. It was like watching was The Walking Dead in a different context yes. because all the characters so, creator. the same actors. Yes. Um, so should, do you reckon we, have you guys got any more to add or should we wrap up uh, our I feel, horror I feel movie like discussion? It's a, kind of, it's a kind of subject we could just prolong forever. Yeah. Uh, Get Out, I guess, has also started a new trend of like psychological horror. Yeah, which I think is well. It is rated is number good one. It's not a reboot. <laughs> there you go. Get out is not the highest rated horror movie on Rotten Tomatoes at ninety eight percent. So there you go. Um, what is a quiet place rated? Number two. I'll go through the top ten for you. <laughs> so, top ten for uh, critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes is uh, Get Out two thousand seventeen. Quite Place 2018. It Follows 2015. Um, have either of you guys heard of that one? No. Oh, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about Where it. Where a woman... What was it? It, it Follows. It follow. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, a woman has a sexual encounter, and by that she gets, you know, a demon starts following her, and the only way to get rid of the demon is by sleeping with someone else and passing the curse along. And if you wait oh, too like long... Yeah, if you wait too long, it will find it will catch you and it will kill you. And if you die, so like if it catches someone and kills them, it then goes oh, to the previous. It goes back to the previous person. How do you know if you have it? it, it do you get, you like, see itch it or something. It's following. Like it, it oh. genuinely is following you. So like you know, oh. if you get rid of it and then you see it again, you know that everyone that you like the person you slept with is dead and anyone that they slipped without like you know it's come back so like it's kind of this thing it's like how do you get rid of this thing wouldn't some wouldn't the first person just sacrifice themselves and well go, it's just going to keep going back so like I'm it depends scared. how many people you know yeah I don't know it just keeps going back through its you know inhabitants I guess they've got to get to one person who hasn't slept with anybody but the person they slept with to get rid of it Oh no! Then it probably just goes back to like that person that they, you know, they had to sleep with someone. I just, yeah, 
It just keeps going backwards. Anyway. Um, then you've got so Hereditary from 2018, Cabin in the Woods 2012. I've seen that. Oh. Um, the, and I quite liked it with Chris Hemsworth. The Witch 2016, It 2017, The Loved Ones 2012, It Comes at Night 2017, and Don't Breathe 2016. There's yeah, some good, some good stuff in there. Some really good stuff on this list. Some things I've also never heard of. But yeah, I think we can. Um, oh, that, surely that's I have a not. Very full page of notes. Wow. Um, so. There's one that's here. It was rated at number. Number where the fuck would it go? Number 31 is called Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know if either of you have ever seen it, but it is the worst movie I have ever watched in my... No, sorry. Second second worst movie, because Cats, the new version of Cats, is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But Mother, it's atrocious. Isn't it just... It's a metaphor for Jesus, right? Yeah. Mother Earth. Yeah. But then, like, you know... You know, Jennifer Lawrence gets pregnant and... Javier Bardem is him, who's also sort of God, and then Ed Harris is man, and Michelle Pfeiffer is woman, and then they have a baby, and then all the people come into their house and trash the house, and then the people eat the baby. It's really fucking shit. It's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Alright, um... But, yeah. Let's on that note. Let's wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. Um, do we want to? You know, cat. What ha- usually happens next? Um, we have a little chat about what we've been watching and anything upcoming that we're excited Ooh. for. Can I start? Y- yeah. Because you guys are both going to be proud of me. Oh no. This week, well, the last week, I watched all of what. Yay! Else? Oh, very nice. Good job. Well done. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I think my favorite episode was the second last one, like the What If Ultron one. Yeah, nice. I think my favorite was the oh. Doctor Strange one. We, Jacob and I recorded our own audio for it, but I was going to make it into a video and I just haven't had the time. So we might release that separate. Uh, I don't know. But uh, our kind of um, overall thoughts were, yeah, good, but a lot of it was rushed. Like the, the episodes could have been longer. Yeah, and they were originally meant yeah, to be. Yeah, that's and, what I was thinking. There was a lot yeah, of story that, that could have been fleshed out there. Yeah, but um, a lot of it is pandemic reasoning. Like that um, that Gamora, Tony Stark, Sakaar armor version, um, that was like a whole episode that was um, dropped just because they didn't have the time to do it or they couldn't. For some reason, which is weird. Mm. But, I, my personal yeah. favorite was Marvel Zombies. <clears throat> Speak, you know, mm. keeping with the Halloween spectacular, you know, theme of this episode. But yeah, just, Marvel Zombies is a fucking sick comic, and like, it was just, you know, I want to see more of that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I oh. wasn't overly impressed with um, Captain Carter. Because it was just like a very simplistic. Yeah, very simplistic. Yeah. So it was kind of an it, introductory it episode. It was sort of like we can't go. Yeah, yeah. but even in like when she was picked up by oh. the by the watcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it she was on a mission that Captain America was yeah. on. Yeah, I, I think 
they shouldn't have done everything exactly the same as like Steve Rogers. Yeah. And also, I think Steve Rogers should have died at the start. Like he serves really no purpose at all. And I think yeah. it, it would have. I would have preferred to see how things would have turned out differently if Peggy Carter had gotten the Super Soldier Serum. But instead, it was just the same shit. Yeah. Like, again, which obviously, yes, it's an introduction to what if, and that's fine. But like. I don't know. If they do more there in the future, I would like to see something else. Yeah. yeah. Well, support. They probably won't. Reportedly, but... Captain Carter's popping up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we're getting live oh, action. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And also, reportedly, we're getting that in that movie, Wanda's going to fight someone from Fox's X Men movies. Ooh. We don't know who. That'll be interesting. Front runner is Professor Maybe X, but we don't know which version. I'd say probably Magneto. Well, a lot of people said that, but then, like, suppose all the rumors are that it's definitely Professor X, but no one knows if it's McAvoy or Stewart. I think Stewart's done. Like, he, he said he was done yeah. when Logan came out. I mean, out, so McAvoy I think... would be an interesting thing but yeah I'd, I'd love it to be um what the fuck's his name um Fassbender and it's like hi yeah. I'm your dad from another world but also not your dad yeah. because in your world we've seen your dad and he's not him he's just a dude yeah he's just a dude from Sokovia yeah. um that's kind of all I've been watching what have you always been up to? I watched all of season two of Lock and Key. Oh, did season two came out on out? Friday, which is a oh, week ago I from when this comes out. That. But this is now Monday, so I watched it in. Me and Lucy watched it in two days. Huh. Was it good? Yeah, um, it's really expanding on it all, and there's it's been renewed for a third season. And if you know, sort of like. Again, that like sort of teen horror drama sort of series, and I don't know it's just good, really interesting. It's different. I think that's why, it, like you know, it's not like other things. Like the concept of it is good. Mm. Yeah, it's very different. yeah. I think that's that's pretty much it for me. Sorry, bloody hell. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've watched since we've last done this, Nicholas. The only thing I've watched from what I can find is uh, Dave Chappelle's new special. Yeah. Which, which I, I know, it's very off-topic, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't going to watch it because I'd heard it wasn't as strong as his others. I, I don't know if you guys have watched his previous, but it's nope. re- he, he's very, very good, but I think a lot of... Um, a lot of his promotion just comes from the fact that people like are upset about like things that he jokes says. he's told. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. Uh, th- this one in particular, it feels like he's like saying a lot of shit, but not really. It, like it's just kind of all meaningless what he's saying. Like he said, like in particular, I, I think like er- everything he's said in previous specials is kind of you know, all meant something and it's had like sort of a real world relation and like, you know, the mm. stories he tells are really good. I think 
this is probably yeah, not super strong. Like, it, it does take quite a while to, like, relate back. But he talks about, like, a, um, like, a trans comedian who, like, opened for him and someone he was, like, really close friends with, but, um, like, passed away recently. And that was really good. But, yeah, there's a whole, just a lot of, um, sort of, not complaining, but just sort of a lot of talking about how, like, people are upset about comedy and not, like, so, sort of, I don't know, not, not really providing anything new. Yeah. Right. Which I think, I, I think, like, people like Ricky Gervais do much worse, so I'll give him that. He's, it's, it's entertaining enough, but I, I do, like, I don't know. I, I don't know why people, like, people are definitely just rushing to support him a bit too much. Yeah. But I get it. Like, he's very, very funny, but yeah, I, I've seen him do better stuff in the last couple of years. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that's all, all I kind of have to say. But, I don't know. I'm sure if I thought about it all a bit more, I could be like, oh, no, I get why he's saying this stuff, but like... Yeah. I don't know. Those impressions yeah. matter, though. Yeah. And also, he's rich. So, rich and famous, so, you know. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to check out email account. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. uh, all right, I'll try and think of something I'm excited for. Uh, we might get a trailer f again for Spider-Man during the week. I reckon probably the with the Turtles, yeah. Is my... I'm excited for the Batman. Yeah, we spoke about Oh, yeah, you weren't here. We talked, all, we talked about all that. Any uh, insights yeah. you could uh, provide on the Batman? I'm just like really excited that jeffrey wright is like getting a moment with bond the batman and what if yeah go he's everywhere at the moment yeah because i love him he's great yeah. if you haven't seen westworld go watch that because he's excellent in that oh also a trailer i did see was um a trailer for uncharted oh yeah i don't know how i feel about that i i think tom holland is okay like I don't know, he, he just looks like a little boy still, so it makes it a bit too distracting. But I think it's more distracting seeing him as Nathan Drake when he's next to Mark Wahlberg, who's supposed mm. to be Sully. Yeah. Like, because... Could be good. He does the Spider-Man pose a couple of times. Does he? Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked the, the one part I kind of thought, oh, that's cool, was when... Um, the Scottish guy's, like, threatening to beat him up, and he's like, what? what? Yeah, but it's like, really, Tom like... Holland would definitely understand what that Scottish man was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's very, that was a very good delivery yeah. for, like, Nathan Drake. But I think, yeah, I don't know, I'm not really sold on it. I, I like the plane sequence, that could be cool, but a, a lot of that, the line delivery in that trailer was kind of cringe. Like, that... That girl, who's like friends with Sully, that was supposed to be Chloe. I had no idea. Mm, yeah, I think it's going to be a weird movie. It's not a yeah. general audience we'll movie. That. It's a very niche fan base that I don't know are going to come out and see it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And it's also PlayStation Studios has played a role in this film. At the start of the trailer, I was like, that's... Yeah. yeah. That's probably good, though, because at least they've probably got people who you know, made the first four games yeah. being like, hey, don't fuck this up, please. Yeah. Like, 
People have we waited a long four time. Four really good games. Yeah. So let's just we're just kind of, like because Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be Nathan Drake, and that's why he's um, Sully. So but I just I don't see it. Yeah. He doesn't even have the mustache, and he's not like the right age. It's just it all is just it's a weird bit how you go on. <laughs> they both need to be like fifteen years older than what they are. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Tom Holland's only like twenty. He's the same age as me. Oh, there you, you think go. He's a week well, or two still, younger he... than me. Well, so he he still looks much younger. We've been on the earth. We've been on the earth for the same amount of time. I'm doing this. He's Spider Man. Like, I mean, one of us went wrong, yeah, and it was me. <laughs> yeah, isn't that depressing? Like, that famous people are gonna start being younger than I. That, that's the thing now. It's, like that. Those stra- those Stranger Kid uh, things. Kids, like, fuck them. Sixty percent. Like, I want to be. I want to be famous. I reckon like sixty percent of professional athletes are younger than me. Like. You, you say that like we're not a year apart in age. I know, but I'm just saying that like, that's fu- like you watch them like, oh, you're at the Olympics. It's like, oh yeah, this 19 year old, you're like, fuck, what did I do with the last like eight years of my life? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? I could be at the Olympics. Uh, no, I couldn't. Oh, you never know. There could be like a, um, I don't know, an elderly Olympics if you start training yes. now. Anyway, let's wrap this before we go on the biggest tangent ever. Yeah, um, yeah why not? Like, <laughs> where can people reach us? Something. Um, people can reach us at Watch It Again Gmail. Oh, wait. Watch It Again right? Pod at Gmail. No, that's not right. <laughs> Watch It Again Pod at, at Gmail.com. I, I can't remember. My brain is broken. <laughs> you take over, Jacob. Um, you can reach us at Watch It Again Pod at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Watch It Again Podcast. You can find our website and leave a review at uh, Podbeam or on iTunes or Spotify. Um, every review you leave and rating you give us pushes us up in the charts and gets more engagement. So just scroll on down and hit that five-star button on whatever you are listening to. Give us a like. Give us a follow on the socials. Um, yeah, we're here every Friday. Usually, sometimes, mostly. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's about it. That, that, that's a Halloween spectacular special. And we will be back with some uh, James Bond next week, which is a uh, you know something to look forward to. But uh, as always, oh, yeah. I am your host, Jacob. And with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And we'll be back next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.